0: And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click Join Us, and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. I'd originally recorded something else for 4 p.m., but we're getting breaking news that a bomb threat has been called in to a New York court where a Trump hearing is held. And I don't believe this is related to the potential indictment or arrest. Nonetheless, Things are getting particularly spicy in this country, and we need to get this one up. So I'll be moving the uh, other 4 p.m. segment to Friday. It's a cultural segment anyway. This is much, much more important. Bloomberg reports a bomb threat was called in just as a lower. I'm I'm sorry, just as a judge in a lower Manhattan, Manhattan was about to start a hearing over a $250 million lawsuit by New York Attorney General Letitia James against Donald Trump. Tuesday's 911 call was investigated. The courthouse at 60 Center Street temporarily closed and searched. And the threat demand unfounded, state court spokesman Lucian Chalfin said. The building, featured in the opening footage of Law & Order, is where state civil cases are heard. Letitia James sued Trump, his company, and three of his children in September for allegedly inflating the value of his real estate company assets. Now, this is not about Trump being arrested, but it's still about The insane attacks from the legal system in the state of New York against Donald Trump. This is serious stuff. I think this is an indication the bomb threat that, uh, you know, y'all don't got to believe in civil war. You can believe whatever you want, but we're heading in a dangerous and obvious direction. So let's read more. But uh, before we do, become a member at timcast.com. We need your support. Uh, This is a rough economy. So I understand for many of you who can't do it, but uh, the same is true for us. So if you're able and you want to support us, we could use your help as well. We want to expand. We want to build more. If we don't get your membership, then I will fully state we don't deserve to do more and we don't deserve to grow. But we're doing our best. We've just rolled out the new Discord server. So when you sign up at TimCast.com, clicking that Join Us button, you can click Discord in the menu bar and get access to a server where you can hang out, share ideas. There are rules. We don't want hate speech or anything like that. We want to be academic. We don't want to get banned. We want to create a place where you can share ideas and be a member of the community so that we can talk about what's going on. We'll see how long it lasts, to be honest. But we have, we have rules, and I think that um, we should be okay. So uh, become a member and um, support our work. Let's read more. The New York Police Department said in a statement it had an increased uniformed presence throughout the city and stressed that there are currently no credible threats to New York, but that it remained ready to respond to protest and counter protests. Law enforcement is on alert as a state grand jury is in a separate criminal investigation examines hush money payments. Trump allegedly made. Most of you know this. Most of you are probably already aware. New York State Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engeron, who is presiding over the James litigation, dryly noted as if this case wasn't interesting enough. Interesting enough is an understatement, an absolute understatement. It's insane. The $250 million lawsuit is a key component in the witch hunt and the insane psychotic attacks against a former president and current frontrunner. So Civil War, man. Yeah, I know. And people are like, Tim Pool says it a whole lot. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Fine. If I am, I deserve to be right? Reading all this crackpot nonsense and believing this craziness. Okay, someone just called in a bomb threat to the New York Supreme. Is it is it a lower court? A lower Manhattan? No, no, I think this is the New York Supreme Court, right? That's where the New York Supreme Court is, isn't it? Or maybe that's in, um, no, that might be up in where Albany, maybe. This this is, uh, which which court is this? I don't know. Lower Manhattan Court. Someone called it a bomb threat. I was uh, uh, here at TimCast swatted 15 times last year. So, yeah, I certainly think we're heading in a direction where it's going to get crazier and it's going to get dark. So maybe all of the violence hasn't persuaded you into believing what's happening. Maybe the weaponization of government hasn't persuaded you. Maybe the guy who tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh didn't persuade you. Maybe the guy who tried to kill uh, uh, Rep. Scalise and many other members of Congress didn't convince you. Maybe January 6th, be it the violent insurrection the left thinks it is or the weaponization of federal government, whatever circumstance, maybe that hasn't convinced you. Maybe it was May 29th, the firebombing of St. John's Church and a guard post and tearing down of the barricades of the White House. Maybe that didn't convince you or perhaps the president being ushered into a bunker. Maybe that didn't convince you. I mean, I don't even know how many times I can keep saying something. Maybe it was Aaron Danielson being shot twice in the chest. Maybe that didn't convince you. Maybe this will be the one, the bomb threatened court. No, maybe that didn't convince you either. Maybe it was the fact that the state government is planning to arrest the former president. Maybe it's the fact that the Letitia James is suing the former president and his family. They are attacking with everything they have, including violence. And people are like, we're still not in a civil war. No, there's no civil war. You know, when Aaron Danielson got shot twice in the chest in, in Portland, I believe it was, by a man named Michael Reinhold, I think that was his name. People were like, no, violence happens. And I'm just like, 90 days, 90 plus of far left extremists sabotaging, or I'm sorry, firebombing the federal building, the Chaz, the chop, the occupation, the taking over of streets that's currently underway in Atlanta, that was under that, that happened in Seattle, that happened in Minnesota, none of that convinced you. Are we at that point yet where people are going to finally wake up to the fact that this is just the beginning? What did we just see in Atlanta? 150 far-left extremists burning down construction equipment and buildings, <clears throat> destroying a government facility, many being charged with domestic terrorism, one working for the Southern Poverty Law Center. It is happening right before our eyes. So maybe it doesn't rise to the level that people think it does with standing armies or something like that. I don't know. But that's an American perspective. That's the American Civil War. The military would do this. The military would do that. Not if there's no military. How could there be no military? Civil War. Look at the videos of conflict around the world the more recent ones, the Arab Spring. Is it two marching? Was it Syria, the the free Syrian army and the the Bashar government marching through the streets at each other and then shooting? No. It was like a dude walking down rubble, rubble, destroyed streets, carrying groceries, and then one other guy just shooting and killing him. One guy. It's photos and videos of regular citizens who picked up guns and started fighting. We've been seeing that already. Now, there's still a degree of stability in the government, but come on, the indictment of, a, of the former president? I'm seeing all these people be like, Trump should be indicted and arrested. And I'm like, sure, I guess. But then you've got to give what? Obama the death penalty? Obama killed a 16. 16- um, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> if a guy walked up to a 16-year-old kid, strapped a bomb to him, and blew him up, would that person get the death penalty? Yeah, they would. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm against the death penalty for the most part. But I want you to imagine an adult man strapping a bomb to a child and then waiting for him to go into a restaurant and then blowing him up. And the restaurant. Yeah, he'd get the death penalty for that. That's what Obama did. That's what Barack Obama did. And he's not been arrested or charged. Abdul Rahman al look it up. Drone strike. On a civilian cafe in a country, Yemen, we were not at war with, killing a 16-year-old American citizen. And he, and the administration said, well, we are trying to get someone else. It was a mistake. Okay, so if an adult man goes up to a kid, puts a bomb on him and blows him up, and then later says, I was going after a wanted criminal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get locked up. Granted, there is a difference between vigilantism and wanton murder, I suppose. But imagine a police officer went rogue and was like, I'm going to stop these criminals and then threw a bomb at a kid killing him and then was like, I thought that kid was that murderer. They're going to be like, yeah, it doesn't fly, bro. Why are you going around bombing children? Oh, that's a legitimate question for Barack Obama. So, yeah, it's scary stuff, man. A bomb threat called in. Maybe it's nothing. But I look at all of this like grains of sand. And the question is, how many grains of sand until you have a heap? It's the old analogy I used too much, probably. I don't think it's an analogy. But the idea is quite simple, man. Each and every one of these instances of violence and vandalism that's happened or the, uh, is there audio coming through? Violence, vandalism, or conflict, it's all been a grain of sand. And, to, and on their own, people are like, it, that, a guy got shot. That's no big deal. But how many t- how many grains, how many instances until you're looking at it and you go, that's a heap of civil war, because I feel like that's where we are at currently. They want to arrest Donald Trump. Fine. Go arrest Obama because he committed way worse crimes. In the meantime, let's hope everybody stays safe and nothing gets crazy. All right. The next segment will be at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then.
1: a free quote by visiting CarShield online at CarShield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today.
0: The entire New York Police Department has been placed on standby for a possible Trump indictment. Yesterday, we saw barricades being erected around the Manhattan Criminal Court. The expectation is that for the first time in U.S. history, a former president will be indicted, criminally charged and arrested. The question is whether or not he will be extradited or whether he will actually turn himself in. Now, Donald Trump has issued a response to this, and Tucker Carlson had a tremendous report last night, and I agree with I don't know if you saw it. But I'll just put it this way. I hope I really do. I hope Trump gets indicted. I hope he gets arrested so we can finally end the facade of democracy, our democracy, they keep saying. Yeah, theirs, not ours, not us, them. Donald Trump, the current front runner for the Republican Party for 2024 to win the presidency and their main political rival, who crushed Hillary Clinton in 2016, they are seeking to arrest him on trumped up garbage charges that make no sense. There are they're trying to turn a misdemeanor charge that's beyond the statute of limitations into a felony, which it's just not legitimate. Now, we have other reporting, too. We've got Politico saying, hey, don't believe the hype. This would be bad for Trump. He's not going to get a single new voter from this, and you are wrong. This is going to galvanize and light up this country. And what they don't understand, these people in, at Politico and in the corporate press, they, they do things like this that continually backfire. Trump got, what, 12 million more votes in 2020, despite Mueller and Ukraine gate and impeachment. And maybe they're hoping the arrest of Trump will galvanize their base. I don't think so. I think it will do the opposite. I will put it this way. Trump has supporters. Trump also has voters. Some of those voters roll their eyes and they vote for Trump. Some of them probably said, you know, I like things in this country, but I'm not voting for this guy. Right. During the Trump administration, they said, you know, the economy is good in 2019, but I can't get over that line. Yet those people will vote for Trump. Many of those people already did. Many more people voted for him. If you arrest him, It's going to put this spectacle front and center and it's going to snap people into into realizing what's going on. Wait, wait, wait. What was Trump charged with? He he banged some porn star and then didn't want her writing a book about it. So he paid her. That's it. And he didn't even do it. Michael Cohen did. And Michael Cohen got charged. What's the crime? Improper bookkeeping? Yup. That's it. Did you know that? They're saying that The Trump campaign called it a legal fee when it was hush money, therefore illegal. How do you prove intent in that regard? You know what happens when you when you when you file your taxes or your paperwork and you and something like that happens? You get a letter and they say this was listed as legal fees. We believe it's incorrect. The response is, oops, sorry about that. Let me pay. Didn't realize not expensable. My bad. That's the that's the amazing thing. They're trying to turn it into some kind of federal failure to 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 report campaign or legal fees or something. And it's just it's nonsensical to the point where the federal government already knew about it. The New York uh, New York D.A. already knew about it and they didn't do anything until now. Here's the breaking news. NYPD told to dress in full uniform as officers prepare for possible indictment coming in breaking last night. So this is them putting on standby all New York Police Department officers, starting 7 a.m. today. In anticipation of civil unrest, ahead of the possible indictment of former President Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, as I mentioned earlier, he has put out a statement, which I'll play for you. But before I do, we need your help. Go to timcast.com and become a member to support our work. Click that join us button, or more importantly, the link in the description below, ghostofthecivilwar.com. Pick up our new book. We're trying to build culture. I should say we are doing it. And we have this nearly, it's like a 450 page book. It's massive from Shane Cashman exploring lost Confederate gold in the South. It's a, it's actually quite amazing. We turned into a podcast available on timcast.com. I'm hoping that it's already a number one in new releases in Southern U.S. travel guides. Although I don't know if it's a travel guide but uh, in several categories. And we're hoping that the work we do here at Tim Cass can have a bigger impact on culture because that's how you win a culture war. So if you want to help us win that culture war and read a very interesting and large book about the Civil War, about UFOs, ghosts in this, this adventure, looking for the lost Confederate gold and what happened to the Confederates gold, go to ghostofthecivilwar.com and pick it up. I would really appreciate it. But let's now jump back to Donald Trump's blistering attack on stormy horse Daniels extortion plot and the condemnation of the horrible radical left Democrats. Well, here's the video from Donald Trump. Let's play it. You can hear it one minute and 35 seconds long.
2: These four horrible radical left Democrats. Oh. Your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this, with all of the work that they did on Mueller, no collusion. That's what the answer was, was all no collusion. Whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call it was absolutely perfect, or the stormy horse Daniels extortion plot. They're all sick, and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much, they can't even believe it. We won twice, and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much.
0: Never have I believed to be more true from Donald Trump that they are coming after you and he's just standing in your uh, in, in their way. Not your way. Their way. I genuinely believe it. I watched this viral video the other day. It was hilarious. It's a guy talking about 15-minute cities. Have you ever heard of these? This is like the the global Davos, W-E-F, whatever plan. The idea is everybody will live in a 15-minute city where everything they need is within 15 minutes of them, and you won't need to go anywhere else. You don't need to travel. Don't worry about it. In this video, the guy says, I'm going to show you an example of a functioning 15-minute city. He then opens a chicken coop. And he says the citizens of the 15-Minute City can come and go as they please, but they don't want to. They don't want to leave. Why would they? Everything they need is right here. Food, water, it's provided for them. They have no reason to leave. It's dangerous out there. Now, inside the 15-Minute City, you can see they own nothing, but they're happy. He then goes and collects their eggs and says, and then I can take what they produce and leave. And that really does explain it. When you take a look at this story from Newsweek, Alvin Bragg's soft on crime policies face scrutiny as Manhattan DA goes after Trump. Yeah. Yeah, this this guy who Trump I guess basically accused of assaulting a woman or something like that the other day. It's getting crazy out there, huh? This guy is letting felons go with misdemeanors. There's rampant street crime in New York. It is insane. But he's dedicating so much to going after Donald Trump. Why? because these people are psychotic. And, and, and I think a lot of people hear that. and They think I'm being hyperbolic or it's a personal invective. No, 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 no. I mean, they are suffering from psychosis. They are suffering from psychological delusions. I am saying that as a prescriptive, descriptive mental ailment suffered by these people, they have a psychotic break in their minds. They cannot discern between what is fiction And what is reality? They are broken people. Some of them are just evil. On January 1st, 2022, Alvin Bragg pledged one standard of justice for all and a new perspective as he was sworn in as Manhattan's first black district attorney, recalling how he had been stopped by police at gunpoint as a 15-year-old. He would make history once more if he were to indict Donald Trump and have him arrested. And he wants that. This is how their brains work. They I think this is the this is a big problem with conservatives, with libertarians, with with the freedom faction. Yeah, the freedom faction and then the cult. That's that's the culture war, right? Left and right doesn't really make sense. I don't know. People on our side who believe in freedom, personal responsibility and meritocracy project their thought processes onto the zombified horde. And they say things like, I I, I can't stand this. I got to be honest when they're like, Woke people are driven by this theory and that theory and this. No, you are driven by this theory and that theory. These people are zombies. I, I, I've spent too much time around these people for too long on the ground covering these protests, that experience, plus the digital experience of watching the technology be built to, to explain how they come to be where they are. And what happens is you and I understand certain basic philosophies, certain basic principles, logic, and we have morals that motivates our behavior. So we say things like, I believe in personal responsibility or meritocracy, and to varying degrees, we debate those ideas. But these people do not have those moral foundations nor understanding. They are not motivated by these things. Alvin Bragg is likely thinking, if I do this, I will go down in history. It has nothing to do with morals or principles. It is zombism. It is, I will consume and destroy for me. That's what they do. The zombie doesn't stop and think. Now, often you have to wonder why in zombie movies, zombies don't attack each other. Some zombie movies have approached that topic. And they say it's because they have the, the virus shedding or something like that. And so the other zombies can tell. But these zombies, they fall in line is why. The social zombism of the woke is... If the horde demands it, you deliver it. That's it. Alvin Bragg doesn't care about police, doesn't care about justice, doesn't care about crime, doesn't care about felonies. He does not care. All he cares about is getting a Wikipedia page. All he cares about is people saying his name. Oh, say your name. Like Dylan Mulvaney,
3: but in politics. This is what I try to explain to people
0: what we are experiencing right now politically with the likes of Alvin Bragg, with the likes of the woke left, with what wokeness is, is simply explained as a dramatic desire for attention. That is it. We talked about it last night and a lot of people are like, whoa, Tim broke it down and explained it. Dylan Mulvaney. I know. How does Dylan Mulvaney relate to Donald Trump? He doesn't. But, um for a few seconds, let me explain something. If you're not familiar with Dylan Mulvaney, this is a very prominent with 10 million followers, trans individual. Well, self-identified, I don't believe Dylan Mulvaney is trans at all. We pulled up Dylan Mulvaney's TikTok last night, and I scrolled all the way to the bottom to look at the first posts that Dylan Mulvaney made. And what do you discover? Dylan had tried various forms of content that were not working. Animal interviews and stories from Broadway and things like that. Only a handful. But then all of a sudden, Dylan Mulvaney came out with a non-binary they-them video and got a bunch of views. First, Dylan Mulvaney was making animal interviews. Then it was gay animal interviews. Then it was I'm non-binary. Then finally trans. And when that video happens, you can see the views go from a few hundred thousand to several million. Now, I'd imagine the few hundred thousand views on those videos are because now people are going back and watching. But I'd I'd imagine that back then they weren't getting all that many views, probably only had tens of thousands. That's not bad. But what does that mean? And how does it relate to this? Dylan Mulvaney was trying to be famous and then declaring themselves to be trans got them millions of hits and they chased after it. That's exactly what all of this is. It exemplifies everything that is happening. Now, that is with Dylan Mulvaney a cultural component. But take the same concept and apply it to politics, and you will get someone like Alvin Bragg. He is campaigning. Elect me, and I will investigate Donald Trump. This is what the zombie psychosis generates the algorithms, the I will chase after whatever nonsense in order to be famous. Alvin Bragg isn't doing anything about crime, crime's getting worse. The people of the city are drug addicted. And I mean, I, dopamine addicted to that Internet hit to the what's what's Trump doing now? What's he do? it's the only thing I care about? Yo, go raise some chickens, get some eggs, make breakfast. These people have gone insane. They're obsessed. They, it, it, it's, it's mind blowing the level of obsession that exists because of social media. And so Alvin Bragg is chasing the algorithm. He's chasing the news. He just wants you to know his name. Say his name. Why won't you? It's the same thing with Donald Trump. They were obsessed with him for the same reason. Someone produces a video and says, here's a video of me doing a backflip. No views. Here's a picture of my dog. No views. I'm playing Minecraft. No views. Did you see that Trump video? 100,000 views. Whoa. And then all of a sudden, it's the only thing they can talk about because people liked it because people are addicted to this. So let me explain this article from Politico. Stop overthinking it. An indictment would be bad for Trump. Yes, the Trump diehards can be expected to rise up against Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, but that still wouldn't earn him a single additional vote. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard written. Alexander Burns, this is very, very dumb. Of course it will earn him votes. Are you nuts? First, listen, you mean to tell me you think? that trump's voters he will lose voters because of him getting arrested what in what world would the people who already support the guy turn their back on him because he's arrested on some garbage charge that makes no sense trump will not lose a single vote now you say it won't earn him a, it won't earn him a single additional vote why would it not it's going to make him the most prominent figure in the world overnight again and do you know what that means? It means there's going to, this is the stupidest thing. These people are so stupid. My God, are they dumb. This is what they don't understand. When you put seriously, I got to pause because I'm just flabbergasted. Google search PR 101. There's no such thing as bad press. There will be, let's say, 1 million people sitting in front of their TVs, just a hypothetical number, watching the news. And here's what will happen. The majority of them will hear Donald Trump is arrested, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Maybe those people are a mix between his supporters and a mix between his detractors. And they're all going rabble, rabble, rabble. And then there's going to be some guy who's sitting there eating barbecue chips, hanging out with his family, passively listening. And then they're going to go what, what, what was that? On, what was that on the news? What did they? D- Donald Trump something? What was that about Donald Trump? You, did you see it? No. What, what you voting for Donald Trump? I didn't vote for him last time. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I didn't really think about that. I might. I mean, the economy's pretty bad. I might vote for him and, uh, next time. He's running, right? What they don't understand. My point here is that not what, 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 what these people are so stupid. I, w- I want to say it again. They are so stupid. They think. Every single human being who hears the news, hears it exactly in the same way. That every single interpretation will be identical. That's physically, mentally, psychologically impossible. Some people will be at parties for indictment day. Some people will be hanging out with some of their friends who are Trump supporters. And they'll be like, look, man, I don't know anything about this. And they'll be like, look at this. Here's the thing. And they'll go, really? And some people will be minding their own business, walking down the street and see TV screen saying Trump, 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 Trump. And they won't know why that will earn Donald Trump at least a single additional vote. But these people are so stupid. They're so incredibly dumb. They don't understand. Donald Trump capitalized on negative press to win the first time around. The, the negative press about Trump in the 2015-16 cycle was insane. It was just absolutely insane. But how did he win then? If you went back in time and said something as moronic as what this guy wrote, people would probably have agreed with you. They were all laughing, saying Trump can't win. Ann Coulter was asked, who's going to win the Republican primary? Probably Donald Trump. And then they all laughed. <laughs> we're so smart in the corporate press. Trump can never win say hello to four years of President Donald J. Trump. These people don't get it. They won't get it. They can't get it. This was likely written to basically, I don't want to be vulgar, but um, to pleasure the anti-Trump base. The people who hate Donald Trump want to read this. That's right. Arresting him is not bad for us. We're the good guys. Arrest him. It'll feel great. It's going to plaster his name far and wide everywhere. More evidence Alvin Bragg's crusade against Donald Trump is political. You know, I get it. Andrew McCarthy writing for Fox News. He's right. Of course it's political. You don't need me don't need me to read his article to explain to you why it is. That a crime, which may or may not have even happened, which is even beyond the statute of limitations is being brought up as we're entering the next election cycle. And it's crazy. It's 2023. It's a little early. But yeah, campaign season is is rolling up. Trump's going to start campaigning. Uh, he's he's already doing it because it's getting earlier and earlier. But I mean, in 2015, in the summer, uh, Trump was out there. He was rallying people. It's kind of crazy to think about, huh? Like that early we were seeing people come out and being like, you know, let's do this. I guess Trump was planning for it for a long time. I'm just look, man, there's going to be a civil war. If not, we're already in it. It won't look the way you think it's going to look. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe civil war is the wrong word for it. Okay, fine. But here's where we're at. New York is likely to indict Trump. Florida may or may not extradite. Donald Trump may or may not surrender. I think Trump surrenders because Trump knows the optics will be too good to pass up because these people are so stupid. Trump is going to be like, thank you for this. They will share photos on the left and they will share photos on the right. And Trump will earn many, many additional votes because of this. I'll tell you why. Aside from what I just explained, it's simple. Regular people seeing a photo of a former president being arrested for the first time on bunk charges are going to be scared. And you know what people vote for when they're scared? Republicans. With an economic crisis and looming war. Yeah. Russian fighter jet just intercepted two U.S. bombers, I think, in the Baltic. War is on the horizon and war makes people scared. And People who are scared don't vote for these stodgy urban liberal types. They vote for strong men. And seeing Donald Trump get arrested scares people. So they're going to vote for him. Mark my words. But we'll see. We'll see. I would say right now, based on the economic factors and the $6 for a dozen eggs, a lot of people are probably really angry with the current administration and the current political party in power, the Democrats. That's giving Republicans a major advantage. You then arrest the one guy who is an option to fix the economy, who gave, who gave us 2019, the best numbers of our lives. You, you, you arrest that man, you see how people react. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. We'll see if he gets indicted. Maybe he already did because it's 9.30 as I'm, I'm recording this, but uh, we'll see. I'll see you all at 1 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work and go to GhostOfTheCivilWar.com. Pick up the book. Help Us Build Culture. It's a, it's a fantastic read. Just check it out. I'll see you all next time. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With all this talk about Donald Trump's indictment, New York City preparing for unrest, mobilizing all their cops. Now we're seeing D.C. is preparing for much the same, though they say there is no direct threat to the Capitol. They are preparing for major unrest in the event of an indictment of the former president, Donald Trump. But all this talk has got a lot of people talking about civil war. And we have this story from Rolling Stone saying that posters on the Donald are calling for civil war if the former president is indicted. Posters on the Donald. Are they referring to patriots.win? They're saying chatter of a patriot moat around Mar-a-Lago to keep Trump out of jail. Well, I can say this. The news, as to why you probably clicked a video like this, is that D.C. is preparing in case there's a protest. But that's about it. No direct threats or anything. But a coordinating body called the Joint Information Center which includes 12 local agencies that are put on standby, will be stood up on Tuesday, the official said, in case an indictment comes down. So D.C. is mobilizing for unrest. I don't know if there's going to be any. The news we're hearing is that the indictment won't come today. There's just more testimony and there will be a decision tomorrow. But we'll see. Maybe one doesn't come down at all. The media is thirsty for the story. Obviously, those of us who work in independent or alternative media, are interested in the story as well. Donald Trump himself uh, posted on Truth that he will be arrested Tuesday, despite the fact, or they will be indicted Tuesday. There's no direct evidence that is the case. I think Trump was just responding to news stories where they said early next week this may happen. However, I'm not sure if the Tuesday uh, official day was named in these news reports that I read. It just said early next week, so... Maybe Trump assumed or maybe someone told him they're, they're, they they could be done on Tuesday. There was some testimony on Monday. It may be tomorrow. But all this talk has got us into the realm of civil war once again. And I saw this video from a comedian that's being shared. Wu-Tang Kids posted it. And uh, I, I'm not going to play it just yet. I want to go over this in a second. But it's uh, uh, they wrote, if MAGA wants a civil war, here's a preview of how that'll go for them. This video... Perfectly exemplifies, rather surprisingly to me, why the left will lose a civil war. Because they fundamentally know nothing about warfare, about politics, economics, etc., as exemplified by what they find funny. And it's strange because a lot of people are saying, oh, let him have satire, Tim. Let the man tell his joke about MAGA. He says uh, uh, MAGA, you know, people will lose or whatever. He calls it NRA people. I don't know when the the bit is from, but they're like, let them have their jokes. And I'm like, the issue is every joke has its truth. And what's making them laugh here is the idea that the right is a bunch of inept morons who will be wiped out by the military. They are wrong completely. And in their ignorance and ego, it exemplifies why I think they would lose in an actual civil war. Take a look at Spain. I mean, granted, you had in Russia, the communists won, but in Spain, it was the other way around. But first... Let's talk about how the media is framing it. Posters on the Donald are calling for civil war, they say. Oh, my. Well, how would we get there? Rolling Stone writes, Trump supporters on the online MAGA forum, the Donald. Are they really? Is that is that it? The Donald? The the Donald hasn't existed for a long time. So I don't know what the time it's Patriots that win are coming unglued to the possibility of the former president president's impending indictment. Going so far as to suggest that a Civil War 2.0 may be imminent and proposing that the the formation of a patriot moat to prevent law enforcement from arresting him, surround Mar-a-Lago or wherever he currently is and prevent law enforcement from entering, one person wrote. They did not. It doesn't look like they actually said MAGA moat. It looks like the media made that one up. I think they're talking about humans. This prompted another to reply. What if they use choppers to circumvent the patriot moat? Okay, So there it was. Still, other supporters brought up the possibility of a civil war. Well, looks like we may have World War III and our second civil war at the same time. One poster wrote, just one of many references to a potential civil war on the forum in the last two days. They act like it's unique to the right. When in fact, the idea of a civil war originated of a second civil war, not with conservatives, but with the corporate press and a Princeton professor. Of course, just like with Trump, Trump will read the New York Times Repeat what he hears, and then they will call it fake news because they are a deranged bunch of psychopathic zombies. This should be treated as a declaration of war, another posted. In another Trump supporter wrote, looks like they are accelerating the Civil War to this week. Holy effing line, hold the effing line, guys. Don't be afraid to use your constitutional rights. Remember, 2A is there in case 1A fails, a reference to using weapons protected by the Second Amendment. While these forums are full of bluster, it's important to remember that many of the ideas floated in the forums of The Donald came to fruition during the January 6th attack, including suggestion to erect a gallows on Capitol grounds. You see what they do here? You see the game they play? The gallows that was erected was like a miniature mock model that no one could have even stood on. It was like a few two by fours with some plastic on it. The left does it all the time. In fact, the left has built real guillotines erect a gallows. The website the Donald played a far more central role in the January 6th Capitol insurrection than was previously known. Daniel J. Jones, who worked as an FBI analyst and Senate investigator, told The Washington Post in April of 2021. There are thousands of posts with tens of thousands of comments detailing plans to travel to Washington, blah, 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 blah. It's all lies. Trump himself called for supporters to protest en masse if he is arrested. Protest, take our nation back, he wrote on Truth Truth Social. It's an eerie echo of Trump's words during his speech on January 6th when he told the crowd, we fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Just before they attacked the Capitol. When what actually happened is Trump said, we're going to go peacefully march and cheer on some politicians as they do the right thing. Thank you very much. Let's go home. That's what he said. They're like, but he said fight. He said, fight! That doesn't mean anything other than to be physical. While the left says fight all the time. It's funny because we who pay attention to this stuff can reflect on uh, on what the left says and does. But the left can't seem to do the same for the right. The left will scream, fight like hell, and will throw bricks. Then they'll say, they said to fight! That's the game they play. The gallows. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The ugly elitism of the American right. No one hates ordinary people like the Republicans and their media enablers do by Tom Nichols. Ah, that's right. The elite media apparatus, the wealthy armchair elites sitting there opining on why it's actually you, working-class conservative and independent voter, who hates yourself. I love this one because they talk about civil war in it. But let's do this. Let's get to the breast tax. Let me show you this video about where they think it's going. Wu Tang is for the children tweets. If MAGA wants a civil war, here's a preview of how that will go for them. Okay, let's play the Let's let's play the comedian's clip,
4: which is why I'm proposing we test their theory and once a year have a head to head showdown. (laughs) (laughs) Say 100 members of the NRA versus, I don't know, two members of the military. (laughs) broadcasted on fox christmas day <laughs> like merry christmas and welcome to the 2022 nra military showdown let's go down to the field of battle meet one of our nra combatants sir what's your name what kind of weapon do you work with he's like my name's andy baker and i got an ar-15 wearing kevlar head to toe andy how confident are you scale of one to ten fucking a million Very we're gonna check in with the military real quick and they cut to one guy by himself in a bunker and he's like, "Uh, my name's Staff Sergeant Jeremiah Walker and they're like, Jeremiah, what kind of weapon you work with? And he's like, look, I don't know if this is fair but I'm working with a a drone. (laughs) Yeah, it's equipped with eight Hellfire missiles and a high-powered camera. As you can see on this monitor here, the NRA fellas are actually in just one big cluster. (laughs) So, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, we started, all right? Oh yeah, so I'm going to hit this button right here. Yeah, now they're all dead.
0: That'll do it for this year's NRA military showdown. So, obviously, what he's talking about is not necessarily civil war. He's talking about people who say that you need weapons to defend yourself against tyrannical government. And thus you will be up against the military. However, Wu-Tang has framed in the context of what would happen in a civil war. I'm sorry, I have to do this first. I am not a military guy. Many of you probably are. And many of you probably caught the problem with his bit, which is still an example of why I think there was a civil war. Hold on. And it's that um, when, when I saw this, I was wondering, like, is a staff sergeant going to be piloting a drone? Would they place a staff sergeant? So I don't know the exact answer, but I I just checked right now, and it says second lieutenant. Looking at the rank and job description of Air Force drone pilots, you'll need to hold at least a rank of second lieutenant to qualify for the position. It's a it's an 1 second lieutenant salary it could be forty one to fifty two thousand. So uh, I think I'm pretty sure that outranks uh, a, a, a staff sergeant. Right? So uh, let me just. Staff Sergeant's was E6? Staff Sergeant E6. All right. So I, I, I'm not a military guy. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't think that person will be flying the drone. But anyway, I digress. It's an example of this dude's making a joke. It's fine to make jokes and try and be phony and all that stuff. I get it.
5: At LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: But it shows their dramatic and deep misunderstanding of conflict, combat, and what wars really like. A hundred guys all clustered together with Kevlar. Is that what you think the average American gun owner would be doing? He's like, it's two military guys and just a bu- hundred guys. It's funny. The U.S. has had very bad luck against the likes of the Taliban, Al Qaeda, ISIS and uh, the Viet Cong. Hey, let's go back in time. Dudes with guns are hard to stop. That's it. Too many of them. Here's what will really happen. Now, this guy's talking about let's prove that people with guns can't defeat the military by staging an event where we blow them up, which makes literally no sense. He's making a joke. Because the joke he's trying, the idea he's trying to convey to people, and this is what you gotta understand people say, ah, it's just a joke, it doesn't mean anything. Every joke has its truth, has a meaning. And his point is the worldview he is framing for you, and the reason you're laughing is because you think it is so stupid of these NRA guys to think they can go up against a drone, and they can. Easily. Very easily. I mean, if it was so easy to use drones to take out your enemy, there would be no Palestine Israel conflict. Yet, for some reason, all the drone strikes in Palestine don't seem to do anything. They keep popping up. The al Qassam brigades, the missiles keep getting in. How could that be? It's almost like people are required for conflict against other people. Simply put, a drone does not occupy a street corner. And the other funny thing about this, this, this video is the assumption by Wu-Tang for kids is that in a civil war, the military would be on the side of the left. That's how they see it. Their worldview right now is that there is the United States and then this weird faction of people over here who have separated themselves from it. When in reality, it's actually them who have separated themselves from it. Why? Well, because if you believe in traditional values in the American Constitution, then you are actually the American. And if you believe in multicultural international democrat, uh, democracy, Then you are the new element, not the old. You are the introduction of something else into another land. So they view themselves as the order, as the establishment, when in fact, they're the chaos. They do whatever they're told to do. They believe whatever they're told to believe. And they will firebomb your buildings and cause harm to you. But the military is made up of people. And in the American Civil War in the 1860s, The Confederate leaders were West Point graduates, their officers. They went to West Point, same as the Union. Someone was telling us the other day that Lee, I think it was opposed slavery, but was going to fight for his home state. And this this is true for many people, regardless of their view on slavery or not. Most of them fought not because of slavery. They fought because of their state. Slavery was the catalyst. It drove the conflict. It's complicated. I know there's a lot of other issues, too. It was a principal driver fear that the federal government would Abraham Lincoln was opposed to slavery, so he would get rid of it when the argument from the north was that they were just trying to stop the expansion of slavery. Mind you, the north was extremely racist. I mean, there are people who believe the north was like, you know, racism is bad and slavery is wrong, when in reality, they were just like, preserve the union. It wasn't an issue of uh, of not being racist. Segregation persisted in the north until the 1950s. For 100 years later, they were they were still treating black Americans despite being free as second class citizens. They were they were like, OK, you're free now, but you can't come into our cities. The north was ridiculously racist and Sherman was insanely racist. We had uh, Shane who wrote Tales from the Inverted World, Ghosts of the Civil War. Check it out at ghostofthecivilwar.com, buy the book. Talked about how Sherman destroyed a bridge, killing a bunch of freed slaves who were following him. The dude was merciless and evil, and he was the North. It's war, baby. What they don't understand about civil war is if it ever comes to it, you know, I tweeted about it. I'm like, the military is not just going to be on the side of the left. That's insane to think. Many of them will be. They're trying to purge the ranks and bring in more of their crackpots. They're doing with police departments. You'll have people who are former military leading new military. It's not going to be some NRI, NRA guy sending in a cluster. These, these, these You're, you're going to get veterans. You're going to get dudes who are in their late 30s who are like former JSOC guys who are going to be doing everything by the book and well. And then if you really put them up against two military guys, yeah, they're going to win. It's insane to think that one military guy in a bunker somewhere can defeat a hundred special forces dudes or just a hundred dudes in general. Is your is your Hellfire uh, missile going to kill all of them at once? They're all clustered together. Why would they be? This is what these people think. They don't get it. They think I have a drone. Therefore, I won the war. Good luck occupying a street corner with a drone. Certainly you can blow up a car or something and target certain people. There's a lot you can do with a drone but you can't occupy a street corner. You can't occupy a building. All you can do is destroy something. A human being is needed for the control of a space. A human being with weapons or tanks or something might be good, but even in a tank, you ever see a video, like they have videos of like a guy runs up on a tank, pops it open and throws a grenade in or something. I don't know about videos, but like stories of that. Tanks are great for specific purposes, but human beings are the definitive final action point. The human who must control, influence, and communicate. These people live in a crackpot reality, man. I I get it. This guy's just telling a joke. And he's telling a joke about, you know, look at AR-15 is trending. Mar-a-Lago is trending. But this perfectly exemplifies where the left is when they view civil war. There will be no opposition to them. They will control the military and the police, despite the fact that they hate the military and the police. They complain about all these things and they think those things will come to their aid. Well, sometimes they do, especially right now. The police defend Antifa. Oh, do they defend Antifa? They love it. These police officers may as well get on their knees like Drew Barrymore and thank Antifa because the cops aren't doing anything to stop them. They'll, they'll push them around they'll say, but my boss won't let me. Oh, you've also got the, the, the drag queen sex shows for kids. And the cops are like, but I don't want to get involved. I can't do anything. Yeah, they protect them. So why would Antifa on the left and Wu-Tang for Kids think anything else? Well, fair point, I suppose. But these people, these officers, these military members who are sitting there going, well, shucks, my boss or my commanding officer told me I have to do it. But what happens when the system breaks? What happens when they're like, I don't know if I have a commanding officer anymore? What happens when a commanding officer turns out to be MAGA and he tells his his, you know, those below him, we're going to do this, that or otherwise. What happens when Donald Trump and Joe Biden stand before a bunch of people in the military and they yell, arrest that man? How many of the people in the military are going to be like, oh, that's Trump. Let's put it this way. Right now, they might not listen to Donald Trump, who's not the president. But let's say Trump gets elected. He's president-elect. Joe Biden is lame duck president. What happens in a situation where they both point at each other and say, arrest that man? Then what do you do? The outgoing or the incoming? Which one? Well, the outgoing president's the one with the powers. But you're going to be like, this guy's going to be president in a week. And then he's going to pardon himself. And then what happens to me? Will I get charged with sedition or treason? So what do you do? They might side with Trump. Will they then arrest Joe Biden? I'm not saying Trump would actually do that. I'm saying these people really don't understand the basics of conflict and human psychology. Maybe they should just read about modern history and what happens in countries like Egypt, what happens in countries like Libya or Syria. But they really just don't get it. Hey, Syria is a really interesting country. How did it work out for that government? Oh, Libya. Huh. Didn't Gaddafi have military powers? That's weird. They dragged him into the street and they killed him. Granted, you had foreign airstrikes and things like that. But the point is, when these people say like, you can't go up against the government. Have you looked at any country where they've literally gone up against the government and the government has lost? It happened quite literally in this country when it started, founded quite literally by people going up against the crown and saying, we are now independent. What is this idea that the government always wins and you can't beat them? Yo, the, the, the crown had uh, had uh, frigates and man wars. They had ships, they had warships, they had giant navies. They were after the war kidnapping or I think during and after, kidnapping Americans on the high seas and forcing them into servitude on their ships. They had power. But how did we win? Because they could not occupy street corners. Now, these people don't get it, though. Now I don't know what's going to happen with D.C. or New York or Donald Trump's indictment. For all I know, as I'm recording this, we're waiting, and they make the announcement. There's a fake post going around a bunch of them where they're like, Trump has been indicted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up with that stuff. But I guess we'll wait and see. And in the meantime, we'll have conversations about why these people just don't understand anything about the real world. They're in their ivory towers. They've not been on the ground in ages. They've not touched grass despite the fact they think they do. They live in giant concrete cubicles that smell like sour milk. Yeah. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
3: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Robin D'Angelo, no! What are you doing? Author of White Fragility says people of color need to get away from white people. What? Robin D'Angelo's comments were compared with statements made around the same time by cartoonist Scott Adams. No! (laughs) Oh, I love it. Now, is the media to come after her and call her a white supremacist, a racist canceler? No, they're going to prop her up and tell her she was right. So think about the context there. Scott Adams, in a somewhat hyperbolic and ironic fashion, says white people should get away from non-white people. Later comes out and says, of course, he's not saying literally and intentionally saying if he was basically saying, if you want to implement these policies and this is the message you have, then this is what people should do. They said, oh, how dare you, Scott Adams? Then Robin D'Angelo comes out and goes, yes, he's completely right. But in the other way, and they're like, oh, well, that's totally fine. Robin D'Angelo contrasts this. She's saying black people get away from white people, where Scott Adams said white people get away from black people. What's the difference? Who is moving? That's what makes it. And none of it's OK, right? To be fair, Scott Adams clarified that he was making a point about their policies, not that he was literally saying white people should flee from non-white people. Advice given to non-white people by the author of White Fragility has underscored the biased perception of the call for segregation based on racial identity. I'm a big believer in affinity space and affinity work, said academic Robin D'Angelo during a webinar on March 1st. People of color need to get away from white people and have some community with each other. <laughs> oh, we've gone full circle and in only only like a couple weeks. Amazing. D'Angelo said white people are uncomfortable with anti-racist social justice initiatives. She said willingness to engage in anti-racism training and conversations should be a basic qualification for employment and that more changes should be implemented in the workplace. In 2023, we have to see the ability to engage in these conversations with some nuance and some skill as a basic qualification. And if you can't do that, you're simply not qualified in today's workplace. One comment on clips of the webinar shared by the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism noted that D'Angelo's comments mirrored those made by cartoonist Scott Adams less than a week before. (laughs) I love this timeline, man. The creator of Dilbert was denounced as a racist after he advised white people to get the hell away from black people on his online video podcast. Adams was reacting to a Rasmussen poll that found that 26 percent of black respondents believed it was either not okay to be white and 21 percent were not sure if it was okay to be white. Scott said the poll indicated irreparable division between racial groups in America that were likely to further deteriorate. He said, quote, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people, he said in his video. Just get the F uh, the uh, expletive, the F away. Whatever you have to go, just get away because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. So I don't think it makes any sense as a white citizen. Was it Scott Adams again? Of America to try and help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. Yes, it's Scott Adams. There's no longer a rational impulse. So I'm going to back off on being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Scott Adams later came out. I think he actually came out before this. And he said his point was, and and I'm trying to get it right. I could be getting it wrong, but. With all these woke policies and people like Robin DiAngelo, no matter what you do, you're called racist. So the only thing you can do, if that's what they want, is to leave, fine, so be it. If that's the narrative you want to create, well, then fine, this is what people should do. He wasn't saying quite literally, for the only reason of race, people should flee. After Adam's comments went viral, his cartoon was dropped by a number of nationwide publishers, including the Boston Globe, the LA Times, and the Washington Post, as well as Gannett Co., which operates the USA Network and 300 local media outlets across 43 states. D'Angelo's comments did not spark the same outrage or have the same professional consequence. Only weeks after the webinar have her comments been noticed and compared to the beliefs of segregationists. Some, like Daryl B. Harrison, has said the author's comments were an indication of her own racist thoughts. Amazing. For people like Robin D'Angelo, it's always other white people who black people need to get away from, said Harrison, the director of digital platforms at Grace to You Ministries. D'Angelo is a woke bull conner. Only instead of dogs and firehouses, she uses the divisive and, and fa- uh, fascist tenets of critical race theory to keep blacks in their place. DiAngelo has previously argued that white people are racially illiterate and therefore understand only simplistic explanations for racial inequality. If I don't understand racism as a deeply embedded system that I have been shaped by and participate in, my inaction will uphold it, she wrote in a 2018 opinion piece published by NBC News. In other words, as long as whiteness remains unnamed, it will continue to reproduce racial inequality. Hmm. I think it's funny she's using the word inequality, mind you, because they don't believe in equality anyway. In addition to white fragility, D'Angelo is the author of Nice Racism, wherein she argues white progressives cause racial harm to people of color, even if they don't intend to. Quote, in the workplace, the classroom, house of worship, gentrifying neighborhoods and community groups, black people do interact, interact with white progressives. She wrote in an excerpt from her book published in in the New Yorker. We are the ones with a smile on our faces who undermine black people daily in ways both harder to identify and easier to deny. She's completely right about that. The deranged, psychopathic, evil person was right. You see, in the end, she said the progressives are causing harms in ways they don't understand, as I believe that's true. They're advocating for segregation. They're advocating for extreme racist policies. Quite literally, the problem. They are making it all worse. And the fact that she can say this with no repercussion that black people should get away from white people shows they are deranged and evil. Social zombism. I saw Vivek Ramaswamy made a video explaining what woke is. And I'm just so tired of everyone. What they're doing, you know, I like Vivek. He's a good dude. going to interview him soon, I hope. And uh, we had him on Tim IRL before. I think he's fantastic. But they everybody trying to identify wokeness keeps hyper focusing on like a small subset of people ignoring the bigger picture. So whenever you ask someone what happens is this, they'll hear a story like that and they'll say wokeness is a racial segregationist. And it's like, okay, that's a component of what woke people do. They'll say something like, well, it's rooted in the ideologies. okay, that, that is a component. Woke is very simple. It's a cult. Simplest way I can put it. You want to know a little bit more? Okay. Woke refers to, and I've been saying this a lot, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll, move, we'll, we'll explain more. It refers to the modern left liberal culture rooted in social media algorithms, as evidenced by the fact that she can say these things and Face no repercussions. Robin D'Angelo can say effectively what Scott Adams said, and the left does not care. If you were to come to me and say that the ideas are rooted in leftist theories dating back to the Frankfurt School, blah, blah, I'd say no, because when she says the exact same thing as someone not in the cult, she's fine. Case in point, I can come out and say war bad and the cult will say no war good. There's nothing leftist about that. There's no ideology root, ideological root for that. Supporting the war in Ukraine? What does that have to do with race or gender or anything else? But you all know, the woke people also happen to be pro-Ukraine war. Why? Was there some Marxist theory where they said in, in, in a few in a few decades? in half a century, we should be engaged in a a war in Eastern Europe? No, of course not. There's nothing. There's nothing in in leftist literature about why we're at war in, in Ukraine. But the woke people fly the flag. The woke people have Ukraine buttons and lapels and handkerchiefs. Not everyone who does is woke. There are certain GOP people who do. My point is this. If you and a woke person were standing next to each other and you said, Text the rich. <clears throat> they will turn and say, you are trying to appropriate us and steal. Huh? Wait, wait, wait. That's right. When I made a video defending Hassan Piker, they claimed I was trying to buddy up and manipulate them. And I'm just like, it's a cult. This exactly the, the idea didn't matter at all. The idea of what Hassan said and my defense of it was immaterial to the fact that I'm not in the cult. That is what woke is. And I will say it again. If Robin D'Angelo can say effectively the same thing as Scott Adams, and Scott Adams gets in trouble and she doesn't, that tells you what woke is. There's the cult and anyone outside of it, period. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. It's a tale as old as time. Suburban Bakery holds sex show for children and then loses tons of money and is about to go out of business. Ah, yes. The old trope of wait, what? You know, I saw this story and uh, we talked a little bit about it last night on the TimCast Members Only show. Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work. Get access to our Discord. Hang out in the chat. And um, shout out to the Elite Club, which is it's costly for a lot of people I understand. But uh, the timcast.com members who are at $100 or more get access to the elite club, which I shouldn't say this necessarily because it should just be if you're in the club, you know. But um, I think we're going to do like uh, uh, dev access stuff, so access to our early apps and and video games and things like that. If you want to join, the idea is to create a social club. But uh, become a member. We got 1,500 plus members in the Discord who are all talking and hanging out, sharing ideas. We'd love to have you, and we could use your support as members. So, uh, anyway, I digress. Here's the news story. We talked about this last night. Suburban bakery targeted after planning drag show could soon close due to horrific harassment. Harassment's bad. Okay? I don't like that. But the story is actually really simple. A bakery tried having a sex show for children. That's what it is. And then people stopped buying from them. Okay. There you go. Now, uh, to be fair, there was some other stuff, right? Windows got smashed. Not a good thing. They say they're being harassed. I don't believe them. They're saying that because of the costs and because there was no support from government, they're going to they're they're they uh, they may go out of business. What they fail to say is that it may be that the same people who are harassing them are the people who used to give them money, and now they're not getting money anymore because they want to have a sex show for kids. How does that work? Here's NBC Chicago, a suburban bakery that was targeted after announcing plans to host a family-friendly drag brunch may now close to do what the bakery's owner described as horrific harassment that no business should endure. I'll say it again. I say it every single time. I don't care about drag shows. You don't have a drag show, that's fine. Just no kids. Because drag is burlesque. Now you're saying, we can have a family-friendly burlesque show. And I'm like, no, you can't. You weirdos. Uprising Bakery and Cafe in Lake Hills said it plans to close on March 31st if it cannot make up for losses it it has experienced since it became the center of controversy in July 2022, closing our doors is the direct result of the horrific attacks, endless harassment and unrelenting negative misinformation about our establishment in the last eight months. So, uh, owner Corina Sack said in a statement, I don't really care what you have to say, to be honest, lady, you wanted to have a sex show for kids, so you should go out of business. Uprising Bakery and Cafe first made headlines last summer when the bakery scheduled a drag show brunch that was set to be for all ages. In what would eventually become part of a national trend, Bakery was quickly targeted with hateful comments and fake negative reviews, and later threats of violence and vandalism. It yeah, sounds very much like Antifa. To be honest, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Stop giving them money? That works. Harassment, violence, and vandalism? Not a fan. The ADL says, blah, 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 of course. Since the vandalism and canceled drag show, Sachs said she has faced ongoing threats horrific harassment, vandalism, and a lack of support from local government to mitigate the abuse, all of which has led to a decline in sales. Oh, no. How is the harassment led to a decline in sales? Here's my question. Somebody sends you an angry email. Does then your customer find out and not show up? It's like I own a hot dog stand and people keep texting me that I smell bad. But then the the people who normally come to buy uh, burgers aren't. It's because of those dang people complaining. No, maybe you smell bad and nobody wants to buy from you. And the people who normally do are the ones texting you saying you smell bad. It's amazing. Siak, who identifies as bisexual, said the business would need more than $30,000 to keep its doors open. Everything I have is in this business, our home, cars, retirement savings. We put everything we had on the line and personally secured this location, our equipment and our dreams, she said. If your dream was to have sex shows for kids, then I'm sorry you invested in something so stupid. Look, man, I feel for any failing business. And maybe by me doing this video, the left who monitors my videos and gives me views, thank you, by the way, will uh, rally something for them. So be it fine. I don't like violence and vandalism. I don't like harassment, but a decline in sales, I'm happy to hear it. Y'all can try and save it if you want. The bakery plans to continue to host several events and fundraisers to the end of the month with the hopes to keep the doors open and, if nothing else, reduce some of the debt. For its final two days open, the business asks that customers tip the same amount as their bill in an attempt to help employees left without a job following the closure. I'm going to do the opposite. I am going to request that anybody in the area specifically avoid this bakery, and that's it. Don't give them any money. Simple as that. I don't care for protests, not in this regard. I think the best thing for this business is to slowly fade away and cease to exist. I wish to thank every single one of you who have defended us, protected us, and supported us. I'm asking for one more favor. Help me send off our staff a little financial protection. The Tip the Bill campaign will help as all funds will be split amongst the staff. The goal is to give them each equivalent of one extra paycheck to see them through to their next venture. Sack said despite the closure, she plans to continue to share her story and fight to keep others from experiencing what she did. If we have to go out, we'll go with a bang and make it long lasting and positive. I will do everything I can to make sure what happened to my American dream doesn't happen to anyone else. No, you won't. You will do nothing. There's nothing you can do about the fact that your business is going under because you made terrible decisions. I think what we are seeing here is you reap what you sow. Also, we can see that it's 50 degrees in Chicago. Well, that's really nice. How's it going, Chicago? Been a long time. I have been back in a while. But this is uh, uh, pretty inspiring. It's pretty inspiring. Um, and I can say it a million times, the harassment, the violence, that stuff we don't want. But you can see what they're trying to do. This woman, I'm assuming woman, is saying That it's really about the harassment because maybe the business just sucks. What I think we have here is more likely to be, I would imagine this to be more like a hate crime hoax. I'm willing to bet the business just sucks. It's going out of business because it's garbage. Their, their, Their bagels probably suck or whatever it is they sell. And they're using this as an excuse to try and make some money because that's what they do. I would not be surprised to find out that this bakery, come on, July 2022, it's been a long time and you're still struggling. It's March. I think they're lying. I think what really happened is, yeah, perhaps the drag thing had a a backlash and now months have gone by and nobody buys from the crackpot sex show for kids bakery. And they're like, let's blame it on the right. Let's turn it into a hate crime hoax. You know what, man? Nobody went to go see that movie Bros. You know the movie Bros? It was Billy, uh, what's his name, Billy Eichner or whatever. He's, the, he, he's a gay dude who did a movie. It was a gay rom-com. And he was like, I need you all to go see it. And then nobody did, and it didn't make any money. And why? Because there's very few people who can relate to that. Get what go broke. You try making a movie like this, and people are like, I don't want to watch it. Women want to relate to the experience of, you know what? I was thinking about this when it comes to movies and stuff. We talked about it last night. Um, a little bit, I think. I talked about it with someone. Um, I think it was on, the, on IRL. I'm not sure. And I was saying, like, the male power fantasy is to save the world. And the meme is that the female power fantasy is to do whatever she wants, but get the man anyway. And someone said, that's not true. And I was like, I don't really think about it, actually. I said, the female power fantasy is in the superhero movie, too. And I was like, that's an interesting point, actually. If, if the female experience is... You love a man who is fighting to save the world. That does make sense to me. That's why in these movies, the hero is Spider-Man. He he wants to be with Mary Jane. Mary Jane has her own aspirations, but her conflict is the relationship with Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's conflict is the villain's and bouncing relationship. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is the fantasy of men and women. The man wants to save the world and win the girl, and the girl wants to be with the superhero man. She has her own aspirations, too. I don't know why there's a negative view of that. What's wrong with a woman wanting to be with the best man possible? The guy wants to be with the best woman possible, right? The hot chick who's sassy or strong or a spy like James Bond, you know, wants to get, you know, the, the, the woman. And the woman wants to be with the superhero. Who wouldn't? Suppose the idea is we started telling all the way you want to be the superhero, But I think the actual fantasy is in the social connection for the women and the uh, uh, the the objective for the man. Anyway, I digress. I think this is more likely to be a hoax. That's my point. These people are trying to use politics so that stupid people say, oh, the far right is doing this all again. That that dang old far right. When in reality, right wingers are probably moved on from this place and don't care. They're seeing the current trend in the current press. It's been almost a year since they did this sex show for kids. So what's really going on? Sales are down. They couldn't make it through winter. Their business sucks. And they're going to blame politics because they are evil. That's my opinion. I don't know exactly if that's what they're doing. Fine. But they straight up said no sales. Eh, Well, so be it. That's your fault. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly.